You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. This is Green and Gold History. 50 plus years of stories, championships, and colorful characters. This is Ace Baseball. This is Green and Gold History. Truly one of the great A's runs as an employee in the history of the organization, whether you're talking Philadelphia, Kansas City, or Oakland. This is your 53rd year with the Oakland A's. You've been here since day one. It's amazing. It's been a fun run. I never would have thought it was going to last this long when I was hired as a 15-year-old bat boy way back in 68, first year in Oakland. I've been here ever since, seen it all. Yeah, as they say, you know where the bodies are buried. <laughs> Absolutely. you got to have a little something in your back uh, to protect yourself. But uh, in all seriousness, it's been fun. I wouldn't be doing it if the bad outweighed the good. It doesn't. It's not close to it yet. Uh, like I said, I've seen it all. I've been through ownership change, managerial changes, lots of coaches, lots of players. And uh, even along the way, I've had two wives. So it's been fun. Yeah, I was actually hanging with the uh, Vucinich clan. Got to meet brothers, sisters, hanging out with your, your wife, your daughter. It was a lot of fun in Las Vegas. It, it was. I'm glad everybody had fun while I was working my butt off. But uh, that's that can be expected. As everybody comes down. And will, well, Vegas is a different venue to watch baseball. And it's obviously an exciting town. And I'm glad they got to enjoy it because I was at the ballpark all day and all night. Yeah, people don't realize as we're down here in the clubhouse and the amount of equipment that you have to deal with, you have to travel with, you have to organize it. You got to get it on the plane, get it off the plane, get it into the clubhouse. Obviously, this is something that's not easy to do. But since you've been doing it a long time, I'm sure it's like clockwork. But a lot of people don't understand how tough your job is. Well, there is a lot of equipment. I mean, given that uh, Nike might make eight different underlayer shirts, whether it be thick, thin, short sleeve three-quarter sleeve, mock turtle, full turtle. Uh, you've got to have all those ready for the players should they want them. And obviously you don't take the warmer gear to the Midwest in the middle of the summer. So you're trading out. I mean, you've got two different hats that you have to take with you. We take two different jerseys on the road. At home we, ha- we have two more. Uh, there are a lot of pieces that go into the complete uh, uniform ensemble. Then you've got bats, you've got balls. We have two different cover, uh, two different color helmets. Um, so there's a lot of stuff, and uh, at the Coliseum, there's not a lot of room for storage, but uh, down here in Mesa, as you look around the storeroom, you see it all, and it's nice to have it all in one location instead of having to run up by the left field foul pole to get a new helmet like we have to at the Coliseum. Remember the good old days where you just had a white jersey and a gray jersey? It was a lot easier then. It was, and there were fewer bat models, bat manufacturers, um, and you only had one color helmet and one color sock, and you had sanitaries and you had stirrups. As now you've got three different kind of a, a workout socks, a high performance sock. So, you know, innovation has come along with baseball, not just in the numbers and the data available to front offices, but also to equipment managers. Yeah, no doubt about it. And when I think about all the the days we have, Father's Day, Mother's Day, Breast Cancer Awareness Day, Fourth of July, I mean, there's a lot of different uniforms you're having to deal with. 
It is. Uh, last year was the first year they didn't uh, do the Mother's Day and Father's Day uniforms. Still did Memorial Day or Armed Forces Weekend, and we did the 4th of July. Uh, then we also do um, uh, Spanish Heritage in, in uh, September, where our club individually does Los Atleticos. Um, and uh, so there are different jerseys. Uh, some jerseys hardly ever get worn. You have to have two for every player. And they might get partial to one and know which one it is hanging in their lockers or where. And end of the season, I could end up with an easy 100 jerseys and they weren't even worn one time. So each year, and I've experienced this with the Raiders, there's a new style that comes out with stuff. You know, Nike's always making new stuff. What do you do with all the old stuff that's not going to be worn? Well, if it's stuff that maybe the logos are different, colors could have changed a little bit or just even been tweaked. That stuff all goes either to our authentication department where it's available for sale to uh, the general public, whether it be online or at the stadium. Uh, then some of us goes to uh, the community fund department and they'll have auctions and donations to different charities and fundraisers. So uh, if anything can be used or held back as spare stuff from the year before. But with the evolution of Nike taking over uniforms, uh, this is the first year we'll have the swoosh on the front of the jersey and on the swoosh on the back of the pan. And uh, so those are all new this year. Uh, next year, they're talking about changing the material, so that'll be another complete change in jerseys and pants. Are gonna, uh, Nike's very innovative. They, they try to do the best for performance. They did that in football. They do that in basketball. They're doing it in baseball, a more comfortable thing, a more um, uh, wearable piece, whether it be pants or jersey, um, a lot of them have the wicking, so they're breathing. Those sweat will come out to the surface and not stay on the body where a shirt can get heavier. So uh, they're pretty uh, uh, up there as far as trying to make the best possible piece. And in a, in a sense, when I keep changing the pieces, it means I have to buy a lot more every year. Is there anything that surprises you anymore in your job? <laughs> Not really. Uh, anything can happen. I mean, you got coaches that come in during the middle of the game requesting things. Um, you've got uh, 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 different requests from the players. Sometimes we've said we were, we're a concierge, we're a short order cook, we're counselors, that type thing. And, you know, one of the things that I tell rookies that come up, I say, look, you can come to me. You're afraid to ask a veteran. Is maybe you think it'd be a dumb question, but you've got a legitimate concern. You can come talk to me, and it'd be between you and I, and nobody has to know that you asked this question, and I gave you the answer. So uh, we get some funny, funny questions along the way, uh, but uh, and funny requests from certain even veteran players. So nothing surprises me at all. You have seen it all, even a radio guy looking for coffee uh, <laughs> before the broadcast as you helped me out with that. And I've uh, it's, it's amazing. There's no coffee in, in the press box. The only place there's coffee is down here. It's 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 unbelievable. But but there was no game here that day. So why would there be coffee? That is actually a good point. We were the only people here that <laughs> they were playing over against the White Sox. Um, when when you think about your job and your relationship with the players, as you said, player can come to you. It's between you and him. And that's kind of one of the things that's made you so great in your career is the fact that players love you and old players that come in i see how they interact with you it's like there there's been a big bond and trust between you and all these different players there has been i mean i've known every player that's played in oakland ever and uh, 
I mean, just like today, Blue Moon Odom and Bert Camp and Harris are here signing autographs outside for the Fergie Jenkins Foundation. Vita Blues out there, they always come by to say hello. We relish those uh, those friendships that last for years and years, and I hear from them, different players, time to time. Unfortunately, now I'm starting to hear more about funerals and players, former players passing. But uh, uh, there are special relationships with the players. 99% of them are always great relationships. Uh, never have a problem with anybody. It's uh, I've always been honest with them. I've always been willing and open to changes. And you know, as I get older, and I'm a lot older, and a lot of these players could be my uh, my kids, and uh, they're that age. And I don't want them to look at me as a father figure. I like looking at me as a as a person that could give, provide answers, guidance, and help them along the way. So the teams in the 70s, teams in the 80s, and like looking at the the teams today, the players, how much has the player changed from like the 70s till today? Well, first of all, I think baseball's accepted more conditioning. Players are in better shape than they ever were. And one of the reasons is they make enough money so they don't have to get off-season jobs. I remember in 71, we had just won a division. Raleigh Fingers had three-plus years, and I helped him get a job as a sporting good stock boy at J.C. Penney's in Fremont, California. And that's true. Uh, minimum salary then might have been seven, dollars $8,000. They probably got a $5,000 bonus for losing to Baltimore in the playoffs. But he needed to work during the winter. Sal Bando used to work for Visa. Uh, other players used to work for banks. They, they take on different roles. So that's changed a lot now. They don't have to work during the winter. I mean, you get six months or a half season in the big leagues and you've made $275,000. You better be able to sustain during the winter with that kind of savings. But uh, that's changed. Uh, the players on the field, I think the talent is better, uh, but it's more spread out. So there are more weaker links with each club. But uh, then there was in the 60s, we only had 20 big league clubs, and now we've got 30. So we've expanded by 50% over the last 50 years. Um, you know, the, the, there are still good guys. The game is the same. That's why I love being involved. I love watching a game as much as I can. There's nothing better for me to watch nine innings on TV if I'm not traveling with the club or going out to the stands, watching a few innings in spring training, enjoying the sun. Uh, the, the players... The, game, the only way the game has changed, I think, is it's more refined because of the statistics. Yeah, data has really changed, obviously, in baseball, and we've watched it evolve, and the A's have been a big part uh, of changing that, of course, with Moneyball. And, and I know, you know, if you talk to somebody who's known Billy Bean for a long time, it's you. Well, I had him as a visiting player with both the Detroit Tigers and Minnesota Twins. And so I, it's funny, I was in a visiting clubhouse at the time, and we became a, began a friendship never believing it would evolve to me actually working for him and reporting directly to him. So it just shows you how things can change, how uh, a struggling player from the minor leagues, number one draft choice, Billy Bean, finally makes it to big leagues but doesn't play every day. And he has been able to refocus and became an advanced scout and then all the way up to uh, president or vice president of baseball operations. So it's been a good run for him. It's been fun knowing him and watching him. And uh, he deserves the accolades because he took on some chances as far as statistics and things. And now look at he was a leader in that. He and Sandy Alderson when they worked together. Now every club's using those kind of stats. I think about the 80s team, late 80s. And I was in high school. And they were stars. Like, everybody wanted to play like them. And now that we're honoring teams, and we've done a real good job since Dave Cavill took over of honoring teams, and 
you talk to those guys, they were rock stars. They were absolute. They were the most popular team in baseball. You know, they used to go in and hammer the New York Yankees. The Yankees were terrible. They were the team. What was what was the late '80s like? Because they had a they, '70s had characters. These guys had a bunch of characters. Well, the, the '80s were great. Those clubs we had for those three years, we went to went to the World Series. We were like a traveling rock show. We had to go in through freight elevators. We had to avoid hotel lobbies when we came in in mass, whether we were checking in a hotel or coming back after a game, day game or night game. But the players, we had some great individual players and teams in the 80s. I mean, with Dave Barker and obviously Conseco and McGuire. McGuire being the quiet one. Conseco was always trying to be funny, and Dave Barker would just hammer him with jokes and cut him down and Jose be like a little dog weeping down into the corner and stuff. Uh, but you had veteran leadership. You had Carney Lansford, you had Terry Steinbeck, um, Dave Henderson, Tony Phillips. I mean, that 89 team was one of the best ever. And what was it like reacquiring Ricky Henderson from the Yankees? Which, oh, um, it was a great trade. I mean, that was what solidified us in 89. We got Ricky. We didn't give up too much. Um, he was a star, and he came back to Oakland. He was just, he was what put us over the top. It really was. I mean, we had a great club, lost the World Series the year before, would have gone to the World Series again in 89, but, and then his playoff performance against Toronto in 89, and then the World Series uh, that same year was outstanding. Uh, and he basically led us. I mean, then the next year, he was the most valuable player in American League. And I think about the team that we're dealing with today. This is a really close-knit group. You know, a lot of them grew together in the minor leagues. They care a lot about each other. You know, Marcus Simeon was already here, but he's such a great success story, and and he's a leader. Just talk about what just these guys are like inside the clubhouse, this team right now. I liken this club very closely to the team of the 70s where all those guys were signed by Charlie Finley, whether they were drafted or even before the draft, and they all played together in the minor leagues. They're like brothers. Of course, they were talking about them fighting, but they're like fighting like brothers. If something happened 20 minutes later, it was forgotten, and you're playing with your brother. In the 80s, all those guys came up in the minor leagues together, Steinbeck, Conseco, McGuire. We had veteran Dave Stewart and Dave Henderson. Um, and so it's the same thing. It was an evolution of all guys in the minor leagues. Now we come to this group here with Chapman and Olsen. Those guys have played together in the minor leagues. They're drafted, played together all the way, all the way up. It's the same kind of thing, and hopefully we get the same results. You know, you've mentioned Char- Charlie Finley, and really one of the craziest thing, and it will never happen again. A guy owns a baseball team, and he's running it from Chicago, and the teams in Kansas City and then Oakland. That's crazy. Well, you know what? His business was in Chicago, and he, uh, uh, although at one time he said he was going to move his business to Oakland, it wasn't practical, so he didn't do that. But, uh, yeah, and this is the days before cellular phones. He had to use landlines. Phone calls were a lot more expensive than they are now, but he didn't care. He would call and sometimes listen to the whole game on a radio. Somebody put the radio right next to the, to the telephone, and he listened all game. He, that's the only way he could listen then. He couldn't watch. There weren't that many games on TV, and he ran it. He had a, his own little tiny support staff in Oakland that answered to him, let him know everything that was going on, sometimes too much. 
but uh, uh, it, it was crazy working for him. He'd call you up and uh, spend $5 on a phone bill complaining about a $3 laundry bill, and that was Charlie. But he wanted to let you know who was boss, you're in charge, and his motto was, you save your pennies to spend your thousands, and I never forgot that. He also said one time, never pay a bill until you absolutely have to. I, mean, I can't live that route, but, but he always said that. This is why you're the A's historian. And this is why throughout the year we love having you on. And thank you for everything you, you do for me. I truly appreciate it. And everybody appreciates you and everything you do for this organization. And we'll catch up uh, back in Oakland. All right, Johnny, it's always a pleasure. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.